Hey, you beautiful angel. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Megan Turley, and I'm here to give you all the details about being an entrepreneur, running your own business, discovering your passion and turning it into a profitable business, leaving the nine to five corporate life, and creating a life that you truly love and enjoy. I successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business, and now I'm here to help you do the same. I hope by tuning in, it inspires you to take the steps to create the life you really want to live. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm so freaking excited that you're here. Enjoy the show. What's up, family? Welcome to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show. This week, I'm excited because if you watch this clip, you can see that I'm in my home studio. Um, I have a home studio and a work studio, and this week I'm recording from home, so it's super exciting. But anyways, this week, I kind of want to talk about, I hadn't planned this episode at all, but after I had a chat with my lash artist, I thought, okay, we really need to talk about this. So this is primarily for the beauty industry, but it will affect you if you have a 1099 classification. So (laughs) this is a big problem in the beauty industry. And I'm hearing more and more and more stories about this. And typically it is girls straight out of beauty school that are getting hired to places and they're getting misclassified misclassified. Now misclassified means that you do not have the correct employment classification in the eyes of the IRS. Now, what is typically very common in the beauty industry is either 1099 or W-2, right? But uh, as most of you know, W-2 means you're an actual employee of the person or company that you work for and they pay half of your taxes because that is, you know, how employees get treated. Employers take on a lot of the tax liability. What happens in the beauty industry so often is that those employers do not want to be responsible for taxes because to be honest, taxes are a really, really big chunk of money. Uncle Sam is um, hmm, taking more than his fair share, but that's a different story for a different day. But so here's the problem. When you are straight out of school, typically you don't know anything about employment law. And especially, you know, a lot of times even, you know, seasoned entrepreneurs unless you have been 1099 or W-2, and especially in the beauty industry, you can still be misclassified. So here is what typically happens. Say, we're going to say, we're going to call her Sarah. She gets hired straight out of beauty school to a um, 1099 commission-based salon. Now, in the eyes of the IRS, here's the biggest thing. In the eyes of the IRS, there are only two classifications. There is a W-2 employee or there is a 1099. And with the 1099, you are considered self-employed, okay? And this is also true for any gig work. So Uber, um, DoorDash, contract work, you're always going to be a 1099, okay? 1099 typically means that you are self-employed. Now, if someone hires you as a 1099, you are only responsible for you, you are not responsible for anything to do with their business. And this is where it gets really, really messy and usually causes a lot of problems. So it's very common for girls to be hired in on under a commission basis, which a commission basis, you're still going to be 1099. You are not a W-2 employee as a commission booth renter, if you want to call it that. But 
commission really splits a very fine line. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the owner of the salon that hires you in on a commission basis is more than likely also providing the supplies that you need. Sometimes they don't. If they don't, that is full booth rent. So (laughs) you can see this gets really hairy, really messy. And this is why not a lot of people know about this stuff because it is a little bit complex. But booth rental is literally just an agreement between you, the person that you're running space from saying, I'm paying this amount of money every single month to use this space. That's it. But with commission-based, you are basically hired in as a contractor to do basically one job. And your employment contract should state that, like your ten, your contractor agreement. <clears throat> also, side note, if they're not having you sign paperwork, that is a big, big no-no. You do not want a verbal agreement. You do not want a handshake. You want an actual legally binding piece of paper, okay? But if they bring you in as a commission, quote unquote, employee, even though you're not an employee, you're still going to get a 1099 from this person at the end of the year. Typically, when they do that, they are providing the supplies that you need to work. Now, you don't get to claim those supplies because you did not buy them. And as self-employed people, a big piece of what helps us at the end of the tax year is our write-offs. And especially in the beauty industry, we have a lot of write-offs. Like we can write off dang near anything related to our business because it's all personal-based. It is all appearance-based and you can write off dang near anything for that. So if you are commission-based and they're providing everything that you need, they're also getting a huge write-off because they're providing everything that you need. And you're also not having taxes taken out of that commission that they pay you, okay? Because by law, because you're not a W-2 employee, they're not required to take taxes out of that. That is solely left up to you. Again, because in the eyes of the IRS, you are self-employed. Now, what gets girls in a lot of trouble is not holding out money from every single check that you get from your employer to pay those taxes. I had a situation with a coaching client of mine. She ended up with $11,000 tax bill at the end of the year because her employer took extreme advantage of her. And this is very, very common in the beauty industry. And it sucks. And I'm going to tell you, I really believe it all has to do with greed and power, to be very honest. And I know of quite a few places here locally in my own town that run these types of practices. But again, it is so common in the beauty industry. So if you are in beauty school or you're currently looking for a place to work, please go in knowing that if they are asking you to be commission-based, that's fine. But that commission better be quite high so you can make money cover your own bills, and also cover your taxes, okay? You also better get all of your tips. And here's the other thing about commission-based. That salon cannot force you to do anything to do under that salon name. So 
this is another area where it gets really, really hairy. Because again, remember, you are self-employed in the eyes of the IRS. You are not working directly for that place that hired you. So this means you are not required by law to use their booking system, to adhere to their schedule, to adhere to their dress code, to adhere to the products that they use. You are not legally required to adhere to any of this. And this is where salon owners really take advantage because I have heard so many stories, you guys, about owners really enforcing like, oh, we need you to work these days at these times. And oh, if you take a weekend off, that's fine, but you're going to have to make it up. No, mm -mm. no, 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 no. Not in the eyes of the law. You do not. And situations get really bad really fast because if you don't know these things, you think that this is how it is and it is not like this. Okay. And if you are working for someone that is really trying to dictate everything that you do, but you're a commission 1099 contractor, they have no legal say over your business. It is literally an agreement that should say, I am hired in on this date to do these services. That is it. Okay. And if their agreement tries to, you know, cop something else, if they're trying to make you sign a non-compete run, run far, far away. Non-competes are very, very common in the beauty industry. And I do get it from an owner's standpoint because like as a salon owner, we have to make sure that we are profitable. We have to make sure that our business is sustainable. However, it also puts those people that are hired in into a tight little box that they cannot get out of. And more often than not, those situations turn bad. And that person that was hired in then finds themselves in a really difficult position of, oh, my non-compete says that I can't perform these same services within a 20-mile radius for the next two years. Now, I will tell you, typically non-competes do not stand up in court because it directly um, it directly, directly clashes heads with your ability to support yourself. And most courts will see that and will strike down the non-compete, but you still got to come up with the legal fees to go to court. You don't want to screw with all of that. So go in knowing your options. Okay. This is why they prey on you not knowing your options. And I have literally seen this happen so many times, like if you listen to my episode with Lindsay Burning Bridges, I think it's episode number 74, this happened to her. And this is someone that most people in our industry, in our local area know of. And it's starting to get around that she's running a very shady business because she is A, their commission is terrible. B, she is um, controlling them. She's trying to tell them when they can and cannot work, that they have to make content for her, that they have to attend meetings. No, mm -mm. you don't have to do any of this. And you might be sitting there thinking, well, why don't they just make me an employee? Because they don't want to pay your taxes. That is a big, big piece of money that they have to pay to Uncle Sam in order to have you as an employee which is what most of these salon owners should be doing because they all want control. They definitely want control. They want things done their way. And I and I get that to an extent because if you've been building a name, you've been building a brand, you want people to fall in line with that. You want people that are okay with doing that, that are upholding your brand, your image. I get that. But if that's exactly what you want, 
then you better hire somebody in as an employee and not a contractor because you can't tell contractors what to do. You just can't. And they prey on you not knowing or understanding that fact. So if you are working somewhere right now and you're in this situation, maybe it's classified as a commission-based, maybe they just told you that you're 1099, um, whatever it is, there are so many weird situations. I know in some states, um, booth rental is not even allowed, period, so you would probably be a commission employee. Um, but there, there are so many hairy different situations that can happen with this, but please go in knowing that if they are not offering you full-blown employment as a W-2 employee, they have no say over 99% of what you do while you're working for them. You are literally hired in to do a job. Like let's say you're a body waxer and they've hired you in just to do full body waxing. That's it. And that that's literally all that they can tell you, you guys. They can't tell you how you look, how you show up to work. They can't tell you what hours to work. They can't tell you that, you know, there are mandatory meetings for you to attend. They can't tell you, hey, you have to work under my salon name. They can't say, hey, you have to make content for our salon name. They literally cannot tell you any of that. But so many do because they just don't care. They have no respect um, a lot of a lot of people are running their businesses this way in the beauty industry, and it's kind of disgusting. So I really want this episode to be a wake up call. Hopefully, you are not in one of these situations. But again, in the eyes of the IRS, you are either self employed or employed by someone else. Okay, the 1099 commission gets real, real gray, and again, salon owners prey on that. So. Please, please know that if you are commissioned somewhere, that you you better be holding out your taxes, okay, from every single paycheck that you get, 20 to 30%, okay? 20% minimum, 30% if you want to be super duper safe. And you cannot write off any of your supplies unless you personally purchase them for the business. And typically, that is not what happens. Typically, they are providing your supplies, right? And they also, they also, again, they can't force you to attend anything. They can't force certain days that you work. If you don't want to work weekends, you don't have to work weekends. That's really how it is. And it also cannot be a, um, like they can't say, well, you can't work here if you won't work Saturdays. They can't tell you that. Like legally, they cannot tell you that. Yeah, it's all a power play, you guys. I'm telling you, it is such a freaking power play. They want control and they want money. And that is why most of these salons, that's why most people have horror stories from our industry, right? Because most of these salon and spa owners are cracked out of their mind crazy people, right? They have no business managing people. They have no business basically being in business because they're doing it terribly and illegally. Yeah, that's the other part. Don't get this mixed up. This is illegal for them to have these business practices, okay? So you can you could literally turn them over to the IRS. They have a tip line. You can call in, say, here's what's I here's what I'm experiencing with my quote unquote employer or contractor right now. Please know your options. Please know that 
even though this is very, very common in the beauty industry, it does not make it okay. Know your state laws too, because like I said, every single state is different. This is what the state laws are in Indiana. Check your own laws. Know federal and local employment law, okay? Indiana has some weird employment laws with actual employees too that I actually didn't know about. So check and you might be like, well, where do I go? Your state website, okay? Whatever state it is, .gov. That's typically your website to go to. You can also ask accountants. You can ask CPAs. You can ask employment attorneys. You can ask pretty much anyone in the employment sphere. You can ask someone that you might know of that specializes in HR, right? But I want you guys to really open up your eyes and understand that you have way more control and options than what someone else might be making you think that you have, if that makes any sense at all. So if you have questions about this, please DM me. You can email me. Um, I know a lot of you out there are probably in this situation right now or have experienced this in the past. Um, Please know that this is not the end all be all for you, okay? And if you feel like you have nowhere to go, I promise you, you do. You will find somewhere else to go. But you probably are going to learn this lesson the hard way that there's going to be a bridge burned and that is totally fine. If they don't respect you, that's on them. And at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do to keep your business going, to pay your bills and to take care of yourself and your family. And if that means leaving a really toxic situation where they're trying to control you um, or God forbid, skim money off of your paycheck or it's just a really mentally and physically draining environment, you don't want to be there. And it's going to make you hate what you used to love to do, okay? Now, if you like this episode, if you found it helpful, or if you know someone in this situation, please share this with them. Share it on your socials because no one is talking about this in the beauty industry, you guys. And we have to push this word out there that if you are a contract person, you are a contractor. You are not an employee. They have zero control over you. Something else I forgot to mention, if you are a contractor, um, they are legally required to pay you through a payroll company. They cannot pay you cash under the table. They cannot Venmo you. They cannot Zelle you. They cannot payment app you. It is legally required that they pay you through payroll because there has to be paperwork showing that they paid you because it is way too easy for these owners to say, oh, no, that was, I spent that money on supplies. That wasn't, no, I didn't pay anyone because if they pay someone, it also has to show on their taxes. Okay. And they could very well be trying to get another write-off by basically, I don't want to say hiding this, but Accounting is weird, you guys. You can do all sorts of things with numbers. They might be trying to make your payments look like something else so that they can be considered a write-off for them, okay? Again, hope you like this episode. If you loved it, share it. Send it to somebody that needs it. I love you guys. I am going to talk to you next week, okay? Hey there. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you love a free business strategy call? This is an amazing step towards creating your own business. Or if you're already a business owner, a beautiful time to chat with me and see where your business could maybe use a little bit of help. If that sounds like a hell yes, all you have to do is leave an honest review about the show wherever you listen to the podcast. 
take a screenshot and send it to me, Megan at MeganTurleyCoaching.com. And I'll get in touch with you to schedule your free business strategy call. I am so excited to chat with you and help you start and grow your business. Bye for now, angels. Mwah.